Welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection of humans and technology. My name is Guthrie. I'm here with Susan. Hello, Susan. Hi there. And uh, we are back from our whirlwind tour all over the United States. It wasn't that much of a tour. It was a whirlwind tour. Felt like a lot of travel. Um, but one of the uh, the talks that we gave, we gave it to a, an ad agency, but it was it was specifically kind of about um, the science of of listening. Yeah. And how people, why people listen, how people listen, and uh, because that was fresh, um, that's going to be our topic today. Yeah, it's one of my favorite topics. Favorite topics. Well, there you go. It is. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So, any any other stuff you'd like to intro with? Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, if if you like our podcast, then like it, like actually rate it uh, wherever it is you listen to podcasts, because that will help us um, get it out to more people and uh, share it with your friends. So that's what I would say if you like the Human Tech podcast. There you Love have it. it. There you have it. <laughs> All right. So what? So uh, what's uh, what's what's in today for listening? Well, I'll, you know, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you, you gonna let me intro it? Yeah, cool. Because because you're the you're I I'm the expert at some stuff, but you're this is this is your you're the expert here. But you're gonna chime in. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I think listening um, is one of those things we kind of take for granted that we know how to do and that other people do. I mean, it's like you know. Can you, do you eat? Yes. You know, do you gesture with your hands? Yes. Do you listen? Yes. And we don't necessarily stop to think about, about listening, that there might be a science behind it, that there might be things you can do that make you a better listener, um, and so on. So that's, that's what I thought we'd talk about. So the first thing that I think is really interesting is that, um, just like with vision, we think that listening has to do with, you know, e- our ears, right? And, yeah. and it doesn't at all. It has to do, it's, it, you know, there's all these sounds constantly coming into our brain. And if you don't have a context for them, you either ignore them or they sound like but, garbage. But listening is not important. What? Right. Says, says the man who has the podcast. No one cares about listen- listening. Why don't they care about listening? Uh, mostly joking. I think a lot of people don't care about listening. Well, that's I mean that's the thing, right? Is is like, I I um I don't I've never so you, you hear you see like um speaking training, how yeah. to become a better speaker. Yeah. Um, how to become more persuasive. We do a lot of that. Yeah. Um, right. How to get people to do stuff. Um. I've almost never seen, like, I got my certificate in listening. Yeah, that's true. You know, I got, I have a certificate in visual design, you know. <laughs> I have, I have, I have a certificate in auditory design. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, we're, we are very visual creatures, that's for sure. And um, we think of vision as our first, you know, our main way we, uh, take in information, right. but you know we talk a lot, mm-hmm. so talking is certainly something is a main way we communicate. So if you're going to talk, it means that somebody maybe is listening. So um, all right, I got a qu- you know I got quiz questions for you. Right. 
But this you've heard before, but now we're going to see if you remember. <laughs> you no, know, first of all, I wasn't listening. I, I'll just say it right now. You weren't I was, listening uh, when you heard this before? Oh, well, you were busy. I was, we were, we had a whole workshop, a whole day. I was setting stuff up. You mean you up. were in the workshop and you weren't listening? I wasn't in the workshop. I was assisting with the okay. workshop. I was, there was, I was doing ancillary things. I think you'll remember this. There was like granola bars that had to be eaten. <laughs> All right. So if you think about three different age groups. Uh-huh. First is first and second graders, you know, kids who are like six and seven years old. Seven do you know the answer old. to this? I do remember this. Okay. I actually, Ver- so it's because it's because I put together the slides. It wasn't because ah, I was listening. okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You did. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Versus um, kids are who are in middle school or, you know, junior high, like about, you know. 12. 12, 13. 13 14. Yeah. Versus high schoolers and, and on up to adults. So we have the three categories, first and second graders, junior high high schoolers and adults. Which of those groups are better listeners? Which of those groups, when you're talking to them, they pay attention and they retain more of the, of the information you've given them? Uh, that, that, would be, that would be the younger, more innocent kids. Yeah, the first and second graders, which I think, I don't not, know. That's not being down me. by a decade of public. This is by um, Ralph school. Nichols from the University of Minnesota. Yeah, you would almost think that, you know, the little kids, they're not paying attention. You know, they're off in their own world. But actually, they do much better. Not, they can, retain 90% of the information that you give them. Can we have just um, just do one of our segments? What? It's like, duh, duh. it's the Guthrie's Weird segment. Oh, we need, we need like yeah, we need music. special music. Yeah, Guthrie's weird. Yeah, there you go. That was pretty good. I kind of like that. It's a little more regal. I'll try and remember. All right. So this is a this is a reoccurring segment we do, and where Guthrie gets to tell us how weird he is. We we do a lot of brain stuff, and then I'm always like, yeah, I kind of like I I always zig when everyone else zags, and that's fine. Yeah, you know, that's that's just that's just how I am. Yeah. So. Uh, but okay, but this isn't maybe not as crazy weird. But just so uh, the question is, when you were in school, yeah, right? They're like there are six types of learners. No, there's right? three. Uh, there are three types of learners. There's yeah. the I I thought there were six, but if it's no. three, right? So there's like the, there's the there's the the people who need to learn with their hands. Kinesthetic. And then there's the people who learn with their eyes. Visual. I thought there was a reading. No, there's. Oh well, no, there's visual, which includes reading, and then, I mean, it depends on who you talk to, and then there's auditory, which and is there's hearing. Auditory, which is hearing. And then kinesthetic, which is movement. Now. Now I have always learned with my hands. You're not a kinesthetic learner. I'm a great kinesthetic learner. You might be good at it, but that's not your main. Well, you see, think... this. Um. If I if I do if I do anything I can do it again. Uh, if I take something apart I can put it back together. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure you're a kinesthetic learner. I'm an amazing reader. If I read something I can yeah. remember and retain it for forever. Right. Well, that's why I think you're more of a visual learner. But um, but hold on. But here but here's the but here's the rub. What? When I'm in school, whenever yeah. anyone's lecturing, I yeah. am an auditory learner. I don't like 
when I'm actually paying attention to look at the person talking. Yeah, I you like to look away. To look down, look at a desk, look at a wall, and then just like listen. Yeah. Which would make me an auditory learner. That's right. Okay. So what? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know. So what's okay. going on? Because you just said I was. I, I. You just said I was a kinesthetic, and then you thought no. I was a visual, and now you said I'm an auditory. No, I don't think you're kinesthetic, and I'll tell you why I don't think you're kinesthetic. Well, first of all, oh, now we're going off on a tangent. Um, well, first of all, the idea of visual, auditory, and kinesthetic learners. You know, anybody who's ever been in in a learning situation, which is like you know everybody or anybody who's ever been a teacher of any kind yeah. will tell you that this stuff is real, that there are people who learn best from visual, there are people who learn best by hearing it, and people who, who learn best by movement, uh, either either large body movement or, or fine motor movement. Um, and, but the research on this is like, pretty much non-existent. I mean, there's a tiny bit of research that is not conclusive that these things exist. Uh, but on an anecdotal level, any like I said, anybody who's ever processed information or tried to teach someone information will tell you for sure there are learning styles like this. So, I, I but I, I searched when I was writing my, um, I think when I was writing my 100 things every presenter needs to know about people book is when I was searching for the research on this and I could not find much at all. Well, it doesn't make any sense. I, I've never, I never bought into it. But again, part of that was because it was like, because you felt it. you were all three. I felt, well, yeah, I felt I was all three. And then it, but it also like, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's why. Well, I mean, I can tell you that personally, I am definitely an auditory learner. So um, if I learn something by listening to it, I will learn it better, deeper, longer. Um, I do the same thing you do, which is if I am really paying attention by listening, then I avert my gaze to something um, very neutral. And I think that that is, I think when you do that, when you're listening carefully, and you avert your gaze or close your eyes or um, I, I think what you're doing is trying to block out other channels so that you can really concentrate on the listening. Which makes all the sense in the world and then yeah. people think I'm not paying attention to them. I know, I know, I've had the same thing. And then I'll, I get in trouble. I've even sometimes told people, <laughs> I've even sometimes said to people, I'm gonna, it'll, it's gonna look like I'm not paying attention, but I actually am. Um, so, yeah, I mean, because if you want someone to think that you are listening to them, then you do. I mean, one of the things we tell people about um, active listening, which we'll talk about, is that you, you need to make sure the other person knows that you're listening, probably because every now and then you look at them, you do a little nod, or you say, uh-huh, um, not all the time. Because if you're intently staring at them, uh-huh. that thanks, Guthrie, that was good. Uh huh. <laughs> no, if you do it too much, it's obnoxious. <laughs> but I will tell you that uh, that I do know. Um, I I there. 
so these learning styles that the research doesn't bear out uh, necessarily, um, most people are either uh, visual or auditory learners or kind of half and half. And very few people are truly kinesthetic learners, meaning that that is their preferred mode of learning, meaning that they're going to have a hard time learning unless they can physically move. Which And for people like that, then sitting in a classroom and you know not being able to literally manipulate the information uh, is hard for them. So I remember at one point when I was teaching someone who shall remain nameless, and it wasn't you. Um, but when I was teaching someone to, uh, when I was I was helping them, it was this was like a, let's see, she must have been about maybe eight or nine years old, maybe no more than ten for sure, probably about eight or nine. And she was having trouble with math skills, and I was trying to help her with math skills. You know, when we were doing drills and we were using the what's it called, the cards. You know, what's that term? Flashcards. Flashcards, and we were. I was giving her, <laughs> oh, okay. you know, written problems to solve. You know, writing it out, and we were doing like subtraction and multiplication and stuff like that, and it just wasn't going well. And then at one point, I pulled out. I had. I happened to have, um, like dozens and dozens of colored pencils because you know we use them a lot of times in our workshops. So I had this storage of colored pencils and I brought out like all these different pencils I mean really there were hundreds of them and and I and I put a bunch of colored pencils in, in front of her and I said okay you know you have here's 10 colored pencils and uh, now I want you to remove three of the colored pen you know and so she, I actually had her manipulating with the pencils like she had to move them over here or put them in that stack or take three away or add five in and and then she could do the math really easily as long as she could manipulate the pencils um mm. and she was also one of these people yeah, that's that not me when she would count or you know do she would use her fingers right because this is yeah, a kin and that's the idea of a kinesthetic learner they have to be moving parts of their body i guess i just have i just have um poor spatial something you have poor spatial well like like if i um like i've never been able to for example um put together okay so so for example if i had if i had like a diagram yeah of a thing right yeah. i i have trouble seeing how it all fits together yeah in if in a th in a three-dimensional way yeah then you're definitely not a visual learner but if i can just see the thing then it all makes perfect sense oh it's only if i see like like oh, i can't look can't. at like a 2d yeah. diagram yeah. and i'm i'm bad at like Putting that yeah. into a three-dimensional space. I'm really bad at that. Yeah, so maybe I got that for me. I mean, same with like, uh, so like, like art. Like, I'm pretty good. I'm actually quite good um, at art as long as it's on a two-dimensional plane. <laughs> Which you know, typography and graphic design generally is. So I'm pretty good so, at that. So, so the new. But if you ask me to do anything in the third dimension, I just okay. I so a wait lot a of trouble. All right, now we have really veered off the top. We're gonna get back to listening. We'll get back to listening. But but I but I have a question for you then. You know the new product that came this week, um, the the Microsoft Studio Desktop thing yeah. came out. Yeah, it's right. Awesome. Which is like a 
it's a big screen and it but you can hey, tilt it good for microsoft for out appling apple they're being they're being the hero apple they're, was supposed to be but that's all about you know so you can do these drawings in 3d and stuff do, do you think you that you'd be good at that or bad at that well bad yeah. Uh, there's no, there's no, just because I can turn a knob and change the color doesn't mean that I'll have a better understanding of how to draw in three dimensions. I maybe, just, it, but maybe it would help because you'd get more opportunity to try it. You know, well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing though. I'm yeah. really good at building things in three dimensions. So if, so if the model was not a two dimensional model, like a two dimensional yeah. CAD drawing, but a three dimensional model that then with a touch screen, I could like, touch and t like literally virtually t like turn it and like look at it from the different angles to see how it worked then it's like it's in front of me and then i'd be really good at it so you'll be better with um augmented reality absolutely or even so in the new windows uh the windows 10 update that's coming out in q1 2017 yeah. is going is the creativity update and with it it's going to add a lot of i mean it's going to be pretty small but in a, in a couple of select programs and various other stuff it will add kind of 3d uh mapping kind of as, so, as more of a so we name these updates now they're called the creativity update uh that's pretty funny well the last one okay so so yeah, it's first of all, it's the creator's update. Oh. 20 seconds quick. It's because Windows 10 is the last version of Windows that it's ever going to exist. They switched to Windows as a service, so there will be no Windows 11, but they have to but they have these big updates sometimes. And so yeah. if you're not going to call them Windows if you, if Windows 10 is the service, if that's what you're buying. Oh, then you have to have names for the updates. Or you, you have to just, have names for the could, updates. You could just give it a number. No, but that still implies that's not a service. That implies, I mean, it ha yeah, 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 has. Yeah, internally, it has. You know, it's like build fourteen yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, nine yeah. three or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but, um, but, but to kind of sell it as a package, right? Right. Because to the end user, um, you know, this thing comes and you have these new features. Right. Um, they had the anniversary update, which was one year of Windows 10. This is yeah. going to be the Windows 10 creators update with an emphasis on creativity. Uh, new version of Microsoft Paint. Um, that thing the, still exists? Uh, you don't even want to know how many people still use Paint. And in fact, it's gonna, the new one actually looks pretty nice. You could do some cool stuff with it. Um, but it, the point is, the point is, is that there's a lot of kind of three-dimensionality features baked into the operating system. I, I just so wanna, you'll hopefully see more of that. I just want to doodle with three it. Three dimensions. I just want to doodle with it. That's all. Well, oh, well, you can, it'll work on any Windows machine. The, the, the what is it? Surf no, I want the studio thing. So yeah, while I'm studio. on, while you and I are on these con, con, the conference calls we always have, I can be doodling on my computer with, will, with a little pen. I'll see if I can uh, check one out. I'm in Chicago. I wonder if there's actually a window, uh, a Microsoft store. Yeah, you should go check um, that out. They have a couple of them. All right, can we get did. back to talking about listening? Yeah, you didn't. You got to tell me what's going on with me. Oh, you mean to so we can end the, the Guthrie is weird well, segment? The whole point was is that I'm trying to figure out if I'm an auditory listener and what that even means. I would like, say what does it mean I would that say I you are look well, not an auditory I... listener. Everybody's an auditory listener. <laughs> auditory. You're an auditory learner. Uh, deaf people uh, are probably not auditory listeners. You're right. Okay. Boom. You're an auditory learner, which means that you learn information hear best um, by listening to it 
And you, but I mean, you are a good reader. And it's interesting, you know, when you read. Well, because, um, yeah, when I read, I have a voice in my head. Right, speaking to right. Me. And there's a certain amount of sub vocalizations going on. Yeah, so maybe. So I reading that in, in that case, I guess, is more like an auditory. But it just means that, you know, when you're learning new information, probably one of the best ways for you to learn it is um, by listening to it and that you'll remember it better and. That's just the way you are. And a lot of people are auditory listeners. So actually... I'm a so, such a weird mix. Guthrie's not that weird. Well, but no, but again, right? So like I can remember almost any movie scene that I watch. Well, but the like, other thing you probably have going on is what's called some photographic memory. I don't know if you know about photographic memory. Yeah, sure. I don't, I don't have a photographic memory, but like I can recall certain scenes much better. That's why I don't like... I don't like listening to albums or watching movies over and over because it kind of grates at me because I literally know the next thing that's going to happen. Well, I think everybody does if they've seen it before. Uh, but like scene by scene, like no, like the color and stuff. It's just, I don't know. Partially a photographic memory. All right. We're going to move on from the Guthrie is Weird segment. Oh, sorry and, for the tangent. And we're going to get, that's all right. That's all right. We're going to go back to our, so we said that first and second graders retain more information. They retain, do you remember the percentage? Do I remember percentage? Uh, was it, was it, was it, uh, it's 80 or 90? 90. 90, yeah. And the junior high students retained? Uh, was it 55? 44. 44, Okay. And the high schoolers and adults retained about 25%. 25, yeah. So most people, most of the time, if they're an adult, they retain about 25% of the information that they hear, which is not very high. Yeah. Which is one reason why if you want people to remember something, you're going to have to repeat it a lot, right? Yeah. Because otherwise the, they're not going to be, um, they're not, they're not going to remember it. You tell me stuff all the time. Do you remember it? No. <laughs> <laughs> the other the other thing is that um all right so yeah, i have oh, can i, I ask have, a quick clar- clarifying yes, you question may. you may yes. um they said remember it can you can you kind of do you know in that study how they were doing it was that like a year later or no, a it was, second later i or? i don't remember off the top of my head it was okay. not a long time later later because this is about this is about listening not necessarily about long-term memory right right so this was just I, did you did you did you list were you paying attention did you remember what I just told you? Kind of thing. So well, it's I'm probably just... at most a few minutes. Okay, so, okay, a few minutes. All right. All right, now here's another interesting thing. I wonder if you remember from the workshop that you were in, but all you were doing was eating granola bars. <laughs> so, um, you know, people speak at a certain rate, right, of speed. Yes, yes. And people li- can listen to up to a certain number of words per minute. Yes. So do we speak faster than people can listen or do can we listen faster than people speak? We can listen way faster than people can speak. Yes. So people speak at about two approximately two. 125 words per minute, but we can listen up to 400 words per minute. And I actually, uh, the re- I, this is actually back to the Microsoft keynote that just yeah. happened this week. Yeah. Um, they actually started it with uh, a little bit of a tour of some of the the new um, accessibility features yeah. that they're baking into Microsoft. Yeah. And uh, about some of the stuff, especially for developers, of how they're can they're kind of making it easier for developers to 
to, uh, you know, make sure, uh, th- you know, screen readers work and, and things way more advanced than screen readers that yeah. I, I wish I was an expert in. I, and unfortunately I'm not. Um, but, but they, but they had a couple, um, demos of it and then they had, uh, like the, where it's like reading, right? Cause, 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 um, so, so it's like, if you have a menu, right, it'll be like yeah. file, home, center, receive, folder, yeah. view as you, as you, as you move through the, through the menu. Right. And the speed at which that oh. text is said is unbelievable. Well, that's really fast. So people who have who um, have vision problems and use screen readers all the time, oh, the normal s- pardon. It's it's amazing. Yeah, the normal speed they listen at is is incredibly fast. And so, I um I don't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast, but when I would do um I did some user testing with people. Uh, who were blind or had vision issues and they were always you know they they'll they'll look at you and they'll say well I'll slow it down for you because I couldn't (laughs) you know I could not follow and they could they could go so fast yeah the words are so the words uh, or sentences are so fast it just sounds like gibberish but that right right but that goes back to then this whole idea about how we listen because things will sound like gibberish if you're not used to them but if you have context and you're used to them right then, then you can you can learn how to go. You can learn to go that fast. All right. Um, uh, who retains more information via listening, women or men? That'd be women. Yes, it would. The research shows that. And True story. Um, let's see what else. Uh, we know that people overestimate how well they listen. <laughs> so we said that um, you yeah, know okay. people, adults can will retain about. 25% of the information, uh, but in a study of 8,000 people um, who worked in businesses and hospitals and universities, the military and government in the U.S., most of them believed that they listen and communicate as effectively or more effectively than their co-workers, so everyone was above average. Uh, uh, but they, but that people rate themselves above average for lots of stuff, though, right? That's They do. That's, that's a very common, common thing. Right? But the other thing is and... that that even that uh, most people agreed that listening effectively was very important, but most people didn't feel that they needed to get any better at it. They were fine. I feel like actually I was actually thinking about this, and I was I was probably one of those people who yeah I'm fine. I think yeah. that's because list like actually listening is system two, and it's just hard work, and I just don't want to have to deal with it. Oh. I feel like I feel like if it was um again system one thinking being the easy breezy stuff we do, and system two being harder i feel i feel like if you were to teach me how to listen better it would would just require a higher level of system two and i just like i like i know how to listen better i feel like everyone knows how to listen better i just don't want to because that's that's mentally hard it is mentally hard so that gets at um so that that's that's my theory by the way on that which i have not shared with anyone until just yeah no i i think you're right and so you know the way to listen more effectively is is i mean i guess the gold standard or the only thing actually that i've ever seen people really come up with is is the active listening method right which is um you you know you it's got a couple steps to it so first before before we go through active listening yeah i just want to just like tie that segment in a bow okay so let's just quickly recap how listening works okay 
because we because we kind of talked about it and we talked about so, how the brain hears but i just want like like you know like a minute or two just to just kind of get people done with like how the brain processes the auditory and then we'll move on to the oh well the well sound waves hit your ears yes and in your ears are little bones Mm -hmm. and the bones vibrate um so basically you're taking um the you know sound is a wave right right it's a vibration and it hits the bones and it makes the bones bones vibrate and the vibration stimulates neurons in uh, your ears in your ears that then connect to other neurons that make them make their way to the auditory cortex cortex part of the brain that is set aside for interpreting sounds it's in kind of the middle rear right hemisphere if i'm not mistaken um you Doesn't know really that, that I'd have really, to look up. Doesn't really matter. And uh, you, you you have sound coming in from your right side, and you know your right ear and your mm-hmm. left ear if you if you have hearing in both ears, and, and then um, which uh, yeah. And one quick thing, the cool like the coolest technology that exists that no one uses but is amazing, is um, is uh, bone conductive headphones. Yeah. So you could just go buy these right now. They're yes. headphones. You don't put them in your ears. You no. just strap them to your like your temple. Yeah. And it just sends vibrations through your skull bones. I know it's weird. And then you can hear. Have and you tried like, them? I've never tried them, but they look so cool. Do you know what those are really popular for? I could imagine a t- they're, they're they're clearly a superior headphone where you can listen to music and literally not have anything in your ears um, and like you can hear other stuff. The sw- swimming. Mm. That's one of the types of uh, swimming, because, you know, I swim, and and swimming is really boring, in my opinion, (laughs) Um, and it drives me crazy to just swim and swim and swim, swim laps, like, and all I have is silence and my thoughts. Uh, I do it sometimes, and I I do all kinds of... You you need a little electronic shocker. Why? Because you don't people would rather shock themselves than being alone with their thoughts. Oh, so that's yeah. a thro- throwback to one of our prior episodes. Well, research. so then I tried to I tried to figure out how to do, um, you know, listen to podcasts while swimming, right. Right. which is not as easy as you would think because the specialized, um, they make like waterproof shuffles, but they, they have a horrible fail rate, just horrible. Um, and the one I got failed and uh so um i was checking out all the different things and one of them was these these uh bone connective headphones which i did not end up getting so i ended up um you know what i ended up doing what i have this waterproof pouch that i didn't really trust it was going to be waterproof so i took a really old nano that i have yeah ipod nano like an old one that has weird problems with the screen and so it doesn't work very well yeah so i figured if it if this if it ruins my nano who cares so i put it in the um waterproof pouch and then i have i do have just regular headphone no waterproof headphones you can get those aren't expensive uh and i i i kind of put them in and then put my swim cap over it so that they don't move around too much and the whole thing kind of works and so far it's quite waterproof then i've been using this for months and the nano is just fine but um 
the whole thing looks really weird, but it allows me to listen to podcasts while I'm swimming, so I'm happy. But uh, anyway, yes, let's go back to the ears. So the bones are vibrating, the neurons are neuroning, and uh, and it, then just like with light, where your brain takes weird signals and turns it into something, yeah. your brain takes these weird auditory signals and turns it into something that we call hearing. Well, and you know, um, we've talked about some, I think we've talked on the podcast about some of the really weird, um, like the whole idea of neuroplasticity. And I'm sure the fact, we've talked about it, yeah. And the fact that there parts of your brain will, that normally do one thing can get kind of co-opted into doing another. And uh, and, I, and maybe we talked in another podcast about David Eagleman and his, his vest, yeah. you know? Well, he has used these vests um, that have to do with hearing. So um, he, uh, people who are deaf, let me see if I can get this right. So David Eagleman, there's a wonderful TED Talk that he did about these vests. So if you don't know him and you haven't seen the TED Talk, I highly recommend it. So he invented these vests and you put the vest on and information comes um, to the vest and what you feel it's almost like someone's kind of gently poking you like little pieces of data get turned into pokes uh, on your back for instance you know because you're wearing the vest and um, he has taken uh, people who don't hear you know whose ears don't function so you if you talk they don't hear but he has people talk and the what they're saying gets transmitted into pulses that goes into the vest and then people eventually at first they just you know they're just getting these pokes in their back but then all of a sudden they can start to hear yeah so inside of their head they're hearing it comes through as auditory i just i find that amazing anyway brain's weird Ah, let's go back to active listening. Can we do that? Yeah. Well, that's what I. That's, I just wanted to kind of. Yeah. No, that's good. I'm glad we did that. that. So now. So if you okay, want to be so a better listener. So let's let's yeah. So we're gonna change gears and we're gonna go into okay. So that's some of the brain sciencey stuff behind listening. Let's get into the human side of it. Five steps. To be a better listener. Yes. And what is, can you define your terms? What does better listener mean? Effective listening, this is a quote from Dr. Scott Williams at the College of Business, Wright State University. Mm. Effective listening is actively absorbing the information given to you by a speaker, comma, showing that you, you, showing that you are listening and interested, comma. and comma, and providing feedback to the speaker so that he or she knows the message was received. So and this isn't really so much about listening. You, it's this about is, it's about communication. Two-way communication. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So the first thing is five steps. Step number one: set your intention to listen. So to just say, okay, I'm really going to listen to this person. I'm going to pay attention. That's one. Number two is to suspend judgment. So, of course, what we do normally when someone's, we're talking to someone and they say something and, and they're telling you the story or they're telling you, 
you know, why they're going to vote for a candidate or whatever it is, because this is election season, so I can't get that out of my brain. And immediately before they're even done, you know, in your head, you're forming your rebuttal, right? Or you're going to tell them why yes. they're wrong. Um, so the idea, it, and, and as soon as you do that, of course, you're not really listening anymore, are you? Or, and, boy, I really don't care about your dog. Yeah. So the idea is that you suspend that judgment. You just say, I'm going to listen, and, when, and you, you make yourself not, not react. Num that's number, okay, wait a minute. So we had number one. Um, uh, and that means if you're going to suspend your judgment, it means you're, you, um, you know, you don't interrupt them. You don't, uh, try and persuade them, you know, cause if, if you are going to, if you go into it thinking, oh, I'm going to change your mind, then you're not listening. So, uh, you suspend judgment. Number three is you give your undivided attention as much as possible. I don't know that it's ever possible to be totally undivided but you're going to try so and and you let them know that you're listening that's when we were talking about you have some eye contact you um you know nod if you're in person now and then or you say uh-huh so that they know that you're listening uh you wait to ask questions you only ask questions if you don't understand you don't ask questions you know how some people ask questions not to ask a question they ask question yeah sure like the you know you're you're uh you're let's say that um you're uh taping up a box for to mail it out and someone else is standing there and they say oh so um why do you um put the tape on that way and the thing is they don't really want to know why what they're trying to tell you is that they think you're putting it on incorrectly. Right. So don't, you know, that's not, that wouldn't be active listening. Uh, reflect back what you have heard. So you say back to the person what you think they said to you. And that way you can clear up any misunderstanding. And it also gives them another, you know, way to know that you really were paying attention. So that's how you do active listening. Right. So um, the other thing about listening, I think, and about communicating, maybe this is more about communicating than just listening, is that it's really a lot, the whole idea of having a conversation with someone is a lot more complicated than we think. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you think about it, you have the person who's talking and they have, you know, an idea and then they have to turn that into words and then they have to open their mouth and say the words. And then not only that, but they've got their own mental model and their own frame of reference and their own belief system and uh, their own feelings, right? If they're a complicated person. And then, so then they open their mouth and they talk and then you're the receiver, right? And you've got your own frame of reference and your own mental model and you have to listen and your ears have to hear it and then you have to decode it in your brain as to what they mean and then you have to react to it and then you I mean I, I think it's amazing that we can communicate <laughs> clearly at all given all the all the it stuff works in better there. sometimes than others yeah it really does work better sometimes than others um why do you think that is um like I when does it work well and when does it not work well I think it's um I, th 
I think communication between two people is like a dance. And some people like to dance one way and some people like to dance another way. Yeah. And if your dances don't sync up, you're you're not really getting the what they think is good and funny and is the right thing to say. You don't you that's not what you would say and because you're a different person than, than they are and you just you know I think that's what I think it's just a magical thing it's called like rapport and either two people have it or they don't um, and you can get better at it between two people but I think it just you know just kind of come it's just it's just how two people fit together and how they kind of do their little weird communication dance and I think if you if you need to, I agree with you. And I and I think if you need to, if you really have to communicate with someone who you know you don't necessarily dance well with, yeah. I think that's when active listening can really help. Because mm. you have sure. to like you know consciously say, okay, you know I know this person drives me crazy, uh, or I know I usually don't agree with what they say, but. But I'm going to, that's back to that suspended judgment, you know. I'm going to I'm gonna pay attention and I'm going to try to really listen. I think you, you know, otherwise all your automatic stuff kicks in. Well, I think know? there's, I think that's, um, I think, I think that's kind of what social skills are. That's what you learn as you're growing up. Um, that's part of of learning is, social is, skills uh, yeah, that's true. Is, is being able to write like oh i see you're tangoing okay i can i can tango uh and then this other person wants to salsa well okay yes i can hmm. we can i can kind of we can i can banter like this as well um and 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 some people are better at that than others and some people are you know some people can are very comfortable at kind of s- switching roles and conversations and you know because if you actually like um here's some homework for for a bunch of people um next time you're in a social situation okay yeah uh maybe your upcoming halloween party uh like a house party or you know some just you know whatever the the office work party function whatever uh whatever party is coming up um be a jane goodall and uh, sit, you know, sit nearby. Jane Goodall is the um, anthropologist or biologist or animal behaviorist yeah. who went out in the Pr- in the jungle. Primatologist, maybe. Studied, yeah, studied, and the study studied, of primates. Uh, she studied primates and gorillas, mainly, primarily. Um, yes, go ahead. In their natural habitat. Yeah, and and. Uh, to sit there and observe two people making, especially if it's like small talk or, you know, yeah. a conversation about, you know, politics or, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever it is. And uh, just kind of kind of um, watch their little peacock dance that they do where someone says something and then the other person is, you know, kind of like does a thing and then they communicate back and forth. It's, it's, it's all it's kind of funny, especially people who don't have a great rapport with each other or d- uh, either don't know each other well or don't necessarily right, right. 
right. like if you if your best if you're with your best friend of 12 years, you know, it, it's you don't even have to think about it. It's just this fluid natural thing. Right. Um, but but especially if it's, you know, a, like a work colleague or or maybe someone you 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 know that then 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 people got to work on it a little a little more. It's it's just, it's interesting to watch. So I mean, that's my that's my communication theory. That's your um, that's your homework, human people. All right, yeah. I have two other things I want to talk about around this. Okay. One is the idea of cognitive bias, and I think we uh, should do a whole yeah, podcast episode about cognitive bias. But yeah, that's and really this is important. not that one. But I just want to mention that cognitive bias. We there are 122 identified cognitive biases. Um, that have names, and uh, so there's a lot of cognitive bias what, that's on What is a cognitive bias? A cognitive bias, I mean, it's kind of a weird term, but it just means that... You know, when, we should we messed this up. We should have started with, with the story, the cognitive bias story. You mean the exercise? No. Do you know, do you know the cognitive bias story? Apparently, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, no. you continue. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go find it. Well, the idea is that we all have, you know, if you're talking about processing information, okay, whether that's from listening to it or seeing, reading it or, you know, anything, it's not, what doesn't happen is the information comes in in a pure form and goes right into your brain where you where you process it and and act on it uh, it gets filtered by all these other things that sometimes skew it um, it and and make it hard to see what's true we filter everything uh, can I give one example I please so one of the most talked about by cognitive biases is the confirmation bias which is that we tend to pay attention to information that confirms what we already believe and we tend to ignore information whether it's reading or someone's talking that that doesn't fit with what we believe and so you have this tendency to to just hear you know over and over and over everybody saying the things you believe and and then if someone says to you well you know haven't you heard about such and such and it's uh, and it's a you know opposite to what you believe you'll say well i you know i rarely hear anyone say that well it's just because partly because you're gating out you're filtering out when someone says something you don't believe and we all do this so that's one of the 122 types of bias that's so. a lot that's a lot of bias yeah, so it means that, um, you know, you just have to understand when information comes in, it's not coming in in a pure form. When you listen to someone, it's really hard to to listen without doing this one of these filters. Right. Unfortunately. Uh, so you got to know that about yourself. So it means that you have to kind of watch yourself or you have to assume that you're going to get it wrong a lot of the time. So you better check that what you think is true or what you think you heard really is. 
because you probably filtered it. Uh, did you have a story or not? Um, no. Keep going. I, I, I'll All see right. if I have it. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about was channel degradation. Yeah. Which means that, you know, you have these two people and they're trying to communicate with each other. And I talked about, you know, you have the frame of reference and you have them, they have an idea and they have to encode it and then they have to say it and then you have to receive it and all of that. But there's also the channel, the, the means of communication, you know, so it might be that I'm talking, I might be talking in person, I might be talking on a cell phone, um, you know, that's the channel. And one of the things that I think happens a lot these days is we have channel degradation like you know you're on the cell phone and you can't you know it's it's not not good reception you're you're on a conference call and someone's at a coffee shop and there's you know music and espresso noises in the background and you know the coffee making machine and so you can't hear very well and if you have any kind of channel degradation like that it obviously affects the message and it's just gonna make it hard even harder for people to communicate. And I think we do that a lot, especially at work. And we don't realize the big implication that has towards being productive, building rapport, keeping a team together. I don't think people yeah. realize that. Okay. Yeah. I have well, a I have a question for you. You do? Okay. You have to explain. Yeah. You have to explain. Yeah the why why the following riddle doesn't make sense uh oh i'm really bad at riddles mm. <sighs> go ahead a father and son oh, are God, driving hate, to a baseball I game i hate these is this just like isn't don't isn't this like the lsats to get into law school do this stuff yeah it kind of but not so much all right, all right? start all over a father and son yeah. are driving to a baseball game yeah all right um Suddenly, in an intersection, a semi-truck blows a red light, slamming T-boning into the car. Okay. The ambulance is rushed on the scene. Both the father and the son are rushed to the hospital. However, the father dies before he gets oh, there. This is a terrible story. Yeah, it is a terrible story. The, so the son is rushed to the hospital, and he, he's in critical need of surgery. Yeah. Um, He's about to go under the knife, yeah. and and the surgeon all of a sudden exclaims, "I can't operate on him. This boy's my son." Okay. How, why why couldn't the surgeon these. why couldn't the surgeon operate? Um, because the surgeon is the boy's mother exactly but it takes everyone a little while to think about that because when they think about the surgeon surgeon they think about a surgeon as a man is male and so mm -hmm. the dad has already died mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ha -ha. that was good thank you i read and that I got a while it. ago yeah yeah it took you i mean I'd, I'd hope you get it it's not that hard no it took me a moment though it did it did and that and i bet you it took our listeners a moment too and that's the um and even after we talked about cognitive bias for 10 minutes, you guys were expecting a <laughs> trick. Um, that's, yeah, that's a perfect example. And when I first heard it, I did the same thing. 
and I went, oh. Um, so it's really interesting. I'll forward you this article. Uh, apparently, um, they they ran this riddle by a bunch of students. Yeah. And they did some research on it. Um, and uh, research conducted by uh, Michaela Wapman and Deborah okay. Bell. Okay. So uh, I think he, uh, Boston University. So uh, it was, uh, yeah. Just, I like uh, that. Uh, yeah, in both groups, only a minority of subjects, 15% uh, of children and 14% of college students came up with the mom's the surgeon answer. Interesting. Um, yeah, so let's, we'll have to do another, we'll do another episode on cognitive bias. That would be fun. We'll just, yeah. oh yeah. We'll be, we'll just be quizzing people and doing riddles. They, uh, you can, you can also run the inverse and they actually ran the inverse of this test and yeah. they, there wasn't a difference in the results yeah. um, in which a mother and daughter is run to the hospital and the nurse decides, uh, the nurse says she can't operate. Ah. Uh, right. Because, because yeah. the nurse would be traditional. traditional Interesting. Town, so. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's kind of funny, I guess, to do an episode on listening when you do a podcast because what's everybody doing not listening at all people are at the gym no, they're doing work no no one is they're retaining they're passively listening 90 percent. they 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 there is no such thing as true multitasking they're switching in when they hear something funny and they chuckle and they go back all to right now dishes. i have a question for you that's why podcasts are brilliant you know how we do the guthrie is weird segment da, 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 da. yeah I want to know if this is a Susan is weird or if this is common. I'm going to send you this link. You ready? Yes. So I listen to podcasts a lot. And I, I you know, I swim and I walk, okay, uh, for exercise. So when I, I'll be walking and listening to a podcast, right? Uh-huh. And then later on, for some reason, like I don't finish the podcast and then I go back to finish it or something. And, but I don't get the, the ending spot exactly right. So I'm now listening to a part of the podcast that I've already listened to, that particular yeah. episode. Okay. And when it comes back on, like it might be a day later or a week later, I can, I can, I instantly know where I was on my walk when I was listening to that part of the podcast. Yeah, sure. Does everybody do that? I kind of do that. I would believe that. I, there I would are, like our listeners. There are certain to... songs, right? Yeah. That I yeah. that when I hear the songs, like I, you remember exactly where you were when and what you, were was going on. you had a okay. moment with that okay. song. I think that's pretty common. All right, good. Because I was afraid I was weird. No, well, I want to be might normal be weird so too. bad, I think, Guthrie. I think I think I do that as well. Um, All right. Well, we need our podcast listeners to write in and let us know whether they do it or whether it's just me and Guthrie. Yeah. Well, um, I want to, you know, I think we're coming to a close. Are you coming to a close? Are you done? Or do you yeah. have anything else you want to say? No, I think that so was So I, I want to, uh, I want to appreciate, I want to say how much I appreciate that everybody listens to our podcast. It's, it's, a, and, it's not a uh, funny joke. It's a horrible joke. I didn't mean it as a joke. I just meant, I, we, I always say that at the end and I want it, and I really mean it. Mm -hmm. uh, you said it like you, a pun. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I just 
it was drawing attention to it. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at Guthrie. Tell them where to email us. Info at theteamw.com. Email me. Um, yeah. Also, I just want yeah. to say uh, our uh, our high school series has been very popular. Oh, the um, technology our, education? Yeah. yeah, our second one has... Yeah? Oh, it hasn't gone viral, but it's it's uh, we're seeing, you know, like a 3x uh, uptick wow. in that one. Yeah. Well, you so, know, that's interesting that you would say that because I noticed because we, we do, uh, I do uh, Instagram stuff. Yeah. Um, and we do a lot of uh, podcast images on Instagram. And that one um, has like three times as many yeah. followers. Yeah. I would say um, uh, we'll just need to, uh, yeah, so we're going to do our th- probably three third part of that series. Maybe we'll make it five. Oh, God. Make I it ten. We have that much stuff to, to say about it, I guess. We barely got out of high school last episode. <laughs> we barely got out of high school. That's pretty funny. You're right. And we right, haven't we even did. covered, like, alternative sources of learning. And all right. We, we got to right. do college and alternative sources of all learning right, and learning right. as an adult. All right. We'll do another one. Oh man! Thanks, Guthrie. Oh, thank you. Hey, okay. To our to our podcast fans, we're gonna be again. We're back on the weekly track, and hopefully, maybe one of these days we'll do a double. Uh, for those who are curious, we're actually busy filming our next uh, certificate. Which can we say what it is, or is that no top secret? Top secret, because I I because I haven't. I'm not. I'm totally not. I'm not sure yet about the title, so no, okay. we can't say. Okay. All right. Well, we'll keep yes, you guys. Yes, that's video. That's but we're, not audio. But we're filming new content. Um, yeah. This all this week and probably next week as well. So yeah, probably we'll, the week uh, after. The, the quest never ends. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. All right. Uh, Bye, thanks everyone. so much. Bye.